I don't ask how you are doing because I know most of you are not doing that well. If you are in Jesus, if you are in Christ, uh, you should be at peace and you should have the joy of the Lord. <clears throat> Real talk, and bear with me, I'm still dealing with a tooth issue. I don't think you need to really pray about it. I just need to take the time to take care of it. As I, uh, pardon me, as I am aging and getting ready to fly away, these things happen. Uh, but if you are a child of God today, And you're prayed up, even under the circumstances. You should have the joy of the Lord, joy unspeakable. It's so much that you can't even talk about it. You can't explain it to people. Peace that passes all understanding. You don't even understand it. So you know there's no need in trying to make people understand the peace of God. <laughs> you don't even understand it. And you ought to be cheerful if you are saved, if you're born again. This waking up mad as the devil, that's for lost people. Mean as the devil every morning. One man said, do not talk to me unless I have had two cups of coffee. It ought not to be that way. Your cup should be running over. If you're in the Lord Jesus Christ, that is, you're born again, you're saved, filled with the Holy Spirit of God, you, and, and there's no sin in your life, and you're prayed up. Really, if anything, If you are a Christian, you ought to have as a rule not to talk to anybody until you talk to God. You don't need the coffee. I mean, the coffee is good. The coffee, coffee is designed by God to get things done. You understand me? It's not to put ice cream on top and and whipped cream and sugar crumbs and, and, and candy and all of that garbage. That's that's you. It has nothing to do with the coffee. And it does not that does not help you. All of that junk kills the power of coffee. Coffee was designed by God to get things done during the best time of the day. For most of us is in the morning and afternoon, early afternoon. And a good coffee can take you from eight to five. In some cases one 
cup for women, two cups for men, and you can flat get some things done. And I do want you to understand, God put you here to get things done, not to sit on your behind all day talking about praise the Lord. You need to get things done, man, woman. My daughter Danny, I think, uh, she uh, she's uh, uh, just like I am as far as getting things done. She's wired the same way. Get things done. And I tried to get her for years to help her siblings to get things done. But she, uh, being a psychology major, and I agreed that all of her siblings had to try to do things for themselves. Now it's finally set up where they are with her, and, uh, and they're going to start getting some things done uh, with her help. And... Um, so we thank God for that. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. I know you don't think you're going to die. Right now you're standing between the living and the dead. You need to understand that. That means that you could be next. While you're living you need to have faith in God if you are a child of God. If you while you are living, you need to make sure you get saved and get your family saved. That's the main order of business. Do you hear me? That is the main order of business. Get saved yourself and get your family saved. That's why I am standing between the living and the dead. And by the way, this is service number, uh, standing between the living and the dead, service number 788. If you do something every day, it adds up. Sounds unbelievable, doesn't it? Standing between the living and the dead service, prayer service, devotional service, memorial service, family service, we deal with the family, and evangelistic service. We always preach the gospel in every service. My beloved, 
this is Daniel White the third the son of Daniel White Jr. who is now in heaven president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the chronological Bible episode number 594 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the entire Bible as a single true nonfiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, in the present, and in the future. It is the Word of God. Today, my beloved, we're reading Proverbs chapter 12, verses 1 through 10. Shall we all pray together? Don't listen to me pray. I don't, I don't play that. I don't pray that. I'm not the kind of preacher who is praying to impress you. I, I can care less about that. So you don't need to be listening to me pray. Oh, he prays so beautifully. If you ever say that about me, just go ahead and kill me. Because that's not what it's about. I'm talking to God. I don't know what you're doing. My advice to you is to talk to God yourself. You know why some people are afraid to pray? Some men, as I preached last night, are afraid to pray, including pastors. Because you invite spiritual warfare upon you and upon your family. The devil, as I said last night, he might be on the couch smoking a hell cigarette. But as soon as you start praying, he's coming after you. See, that's why uh, some of you, which some of you don't know, that's why things get worse oftentimes when you start praying and praying with your family and praying with a prayer partner and stuff like that. Things get worse before they get better. Why? Because the devil wants to discourage you. He wants to stop you from praying. I told you several weeks ago, one day I'm going to sing it myself. You need to listen to the old hymn and song, A Little Talk with Jesus, will make it right. And it sounds cute, but it's a serious message behind that song. Listen to me well, okay? <laughs> Hear me well on that. It's a strong, powerful message behind that little song because it doesn't take much. Some of you are old enough to remember the commercial uh, some kind of cream that people put in their hair a little dab of do you huh huh I said a little dab will do you okay you don't have to pray like me everybody has their prayer that God wants them to pray God gives you a prayer based upon the stages in your life that you need to cover those bases 
And when you get distracted, you go back to where you can remember, where you had sense of what you were saying. <laughs> you don't keep going. That lets us know that you're a lost hypocrite. If you just keep on going, you're just saying that stuff. And your mind is not even with what your mouth is saying. You're not praying. You're playing. Even if you're praying publicly, you, you lose your chain of thought. You go back. Don't keep on with your little prefab prayer. Mm -mm. Just tell the truth and shame the devil. Why? Because the devil is going to constantly try to knock you off of your prayer, man, woman. And, and, and you husbands, I have said it for years. I've said it for over 20 years. You're committing a crime against heaven if you don't pray with your wife and children before you leave home. The devil is a lie. You, you, you're, not, you're, not, you're not doing your job. Oh, I'm going to go work for them so they can have some clothes to wear and a place to stay. That's fine and dandy. But if you don't pray for them, son, huh? And you don't pray with them? And then get in the car and pray for them some more? On your way to work? It's not happening. It's not going to work. It's all going to come tumbling down. So you pray. Don't listen to me pray. Don't worry about how long I'm praying. I'm going to pray how God leads me. And I'm going to say what God puts in my heart to say. And it's not the same every day. Certain parts are the same and that's alright. What God hates is you repeating yourself in one prayer. All prayer warriors know as they pray without ceasing, they can say the same thing they said an hour ago. If the prayer has not been answered. You keep on praying. The old saints used to call it praying through. And what happens when you pray through, you may have to pray 22 days about something. Huh? And then God will give you a peace and a joy in your heart about the situation. And the next day or two, that's going to be resolved, if not the same day. Okay, so you just pray. Shut up and pray. Stop talking so much and pray. And if you lead, husbands, if you lead your wife in prayer, hopefully she'll pray more. But that's not her natural bent. That's not the... You are not to put that uh, burden on her alone because she's not going to be able to handle that. The Bible says she is the weaker vessel. And I, I will, I will, uh, listen, I will challenge any man. And I'll tell any man the most difficult thing you will ever do in your life is not fighting a war. Not getting into a gun battle as a police officer. The, mo the greatest fight you'll ever have in your life. Your greatest battle will be prayer. See, that's why you don't want to do it. Because you hate the spiritual warfare. 
you hate God reminding you of some sins that you need to confess and repent of and 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 when God tells you to do something you don't want to, you don't want to see you want to pray and not hear from God that, that that's not going to work that's not happening <laughs> no sir no ma'am that's not happening see that's what you want to do you want to pray your will you don't want to hear what God has to say back to you because as soon as you start praying to God if you're saved God's going to start speaking to your heart and he's going to start telling you what you need to do. And if you want this prayer answer, you know, you need to confess your sins here, there, and everywhere. Okay, see? And, and then, then add on the spiritual warfare and all of that. Uh, you want to be a brave man? You want to be a courageous man? It doesn't, that, that does not mean submitting to your wife. And being a little soft little pansy and letting her rule and reign and control over you and the family. Man, that, that, that's the evangelical, sweet evangelical foolishness that has messed us up to this day. <clears throat> and I say to all men, your first thought is probably the right thought. Even if your wife says uh, differently. You understand me? God is speaking to you. The sweet evangelicals and sweet charismatics told you that God will speak through your wife. Excuse me. Excuse me. Why would God do that? When you're the head. They, they, these false prophets and false pastors taught you that. And taught your wife that. To, so she can look at you in the church pew and say, See, uh-huh, the pastor told me God going to speak through me to you. That's how I'm going to help you. No, baby. No. That's a lot of hell. That's why the church is messed up. And you believe that foolishness. Hook, line, and sinker. And by the way, let me say it again. I want Dr. T.D. Jakes, Devon Franklin, or somebody to get in touch with Denzel Washington. To do a soliloquy. I think that's what they call it. That's what my wife told me it, it was. Soliloquy. A soliloquy or something like that. Movie. About 30 minutes. Maybe 40. Short film. Denzel Washington as Judas. No, no. Den I'm sorry. Denzel Washington as Pilate. Let another devil do Judas. <laughs> Somebody who's lost. <laughs> yeah, let, <laughs> let another devil do Judas. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's lost, you know, not Denzel Washington. If you can't get Denzel Washington, get Chris Pratt. He's the real deal, too. And he's a, Both of these guys are Christians. And the title of the movie is Pilate Believed. Okay, Will Smith, I don't want him to do it because he may fool around and slap somebody. So we don't want him to do it. But he can help facilitate this. Tyler Perry, if you can get in there and, and get Denzel to do this, for the Lord. Because what Pilate said in front of Jesus and to the Jews is out of this world.
I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if Pilate is in heaven and his wife too. That's what made me think about this. But anyway, because that's what some sweet evangelicals use. Uh, they use Pilate's wife to tell you that your wife was going to hear from God for you. And you do what your wife tells you to do. I say, no, sir, don't you do that. You do what God tells you to do. And your wife, is, half the time, your wife is not going to like what God tells you to do. Half the time, if not more. Okay, so, uh, and it's a test, and you need to pass it. And that test is, are you going to hearken to me, who made you, and made your wife, and made your children? And gave them to you? Or are you going to hearken to the voice of your wife? I don't care if you like it or not. You're going to have to deal with that for the rest of your life. It's a test. And you better pass it. And it's hard. It's a hard test. Because there's nothing on earth like a beautiful woman. And there's nothing on earth like what a woman can do for you. That's why most men fail the test. And they forsake God and make their wife their God. Okay, so lead your wife in prayer and get the discernment from God and leadership from God and hear from God for yourself, sir. <clears throat> and by the way, I said this last night, the reason why we have the demonic chaos in our public school system in our country and these mass killings, almost 365, and we have all we have is 365 days in the year. This is going to, this is going to probably double if pastors, not not police officers, huh? No, 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 not not police officers, pastors. The problem is not with the police officers. What you saw down in Uvalde is not the result of the police officers failing. The pastors of the churches, the fat cats sitting on their behinds on a golf court, uh, cart on a golf course somewhere, instead of praying without ceasing, they're playing without ceasing and doing un other ungodly things. The devil is a lie. No, no, no. Don't blame the police officers. Don't blame the teachers. No, no. The blame is on us. People who are supposed to be Christians and followers of Christ. And praying without ceasing. Huh? Don't blame them. And I have many pastors listening to me right now. In fact, this is their devotional. 
Don't you get mad at me. You know that's the truth. This is all the devotion that you do. And thank God a few of you, some of you young preachers, you're, having, you're trying to have devotion with your family. But you listen to me first and then you go and do it. That's alright. That's what this is for. But pastor, if you're not praying, you're playing. And you are straying and your people are straying if you're not praying. That's Leonard Ravenhill, by the way. And all Christians everywhere, if you're not praying without ceasing, you're playing. You're not, you're not really doing the real, true Christian life. And that's why we have the mess we have. Listen, we don't need to be living in a society where a devil, see, goes into a school and shoots up beautiful, angelic, smiling, loving children. Uh, God didn't lose anything. You lost something. God gained some beautiful children. They are they playing in heaven. They don't want to be they don't even want to come back. You need to stop playing and you need to stop praying. Not not don't blame the parents. Blame the preachers and the people in the pew who are supposed to be Christians. Praying without ceasing. Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end who started up he started it all off in the New Testament. About praying without ceasing. They all followed him. He gave a parable to this end, one of the most profound parables in the Bible. That men ought always to pray and not to faint. Right off the bat, he gives you the precept. And then he gives you the example. Okay. Don't complain. Pray. Don't get mad. Pray. See, see, this this is what we like to do, even in the church. Get all riled up against somebody, against the police officers, against this person and that person. No, no, you, you go down, go somewhere and kneel down and pray. And stay there, pastor. You don't need to lead a protest. You need to lead in prayer. Write that down. That's just one of my quotable quotes. Write that down. You don't need to lead a protest. You need to lead in prayer. That's what you need to do. Okay, because we're in trouble. And this is going to happen over and over again if so-called pastors don't get together and start praying around the clock for their city and for this country and for others around the world. Yeah. Oh, you want America to lead the way again? Okay, stop praying. Get back to God. Humble yourself. Pray. Seek God's face. Turn from your wicked ways. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Hollywood be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is 
in heaven. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who sits at your right hand, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I praise you and I thank you also for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Down through the years, I cannot thank you enough and I thank you so much for a magnificent and blessed journey. Thank you for the privilege, Lord, to raise my children by your grace, by myself. And uh, I do uh, praise you and thank you for uh, the uh, privilege to see them grow up and to do so well. And I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that uh, you will indeed uh, have mercy and grace, Lord, upon each and every one of us who name the name of Christ and who are truly saved. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our wicked and evil and ungodly sins and ways. Uh, in our family and in other Christian families, so-called other families that name the name of Christ. And for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins as we from our hearts, for those of us who are saved, forgive those who have sinned against us. Wash and cleanse our hearts, our minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the precious blood of Christ. <clears throat> Make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And Lord, I do pray that you would deliver each and every one of us who are already born again and saved from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right, and to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Holy Father God, I pray that you not only give me and everyone who saved the energy and the strength, the unction and the anointing, the freedom and the liberty to pray now, but to pray without ceasing throughout this day. 
to pray always, to continue instant in prayer, to watch and pray that we enter not into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's precisely why, Lord, we need to have a little talk with you throughout the day. And uh, you will lead us and guide us and direct us. For, Lord, it has been my experience, as soon as I start praying, you start speaking to me. And I love it, and I thank you for it, as you've done it now for, in my life for over 42 years. And I pray for others, Lord, to have the courage to pray to you. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help, I do pray that you'll grant us your grace, your strength, and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And Lord, I pray for all people who name the name of Christ. Help us all to humble ourselves, to pray, and to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways, and to repent of all of our sins, and get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of the religious and lost. And Lord, you have led me to start praying this way because you have shown me that there are many people as uh, one of the presidential candidates for the Southern Baptist Convention said, and I agree, there are many people in the church, in Bible-believing churches, who are religious and who are lost and they think they're saved and going to heaven and they're not, they're going to hell. And Lord, uh, I should know this because I was religious but lost. Made to be religious but lost in church every Sunday. Participating in church services and lost it on my way to hell. Thank you for somehow showing me that I was lost and delivering me from that religious foolishness. And so, Holy Father God, I pray that you would deliver millions more from religious foolishness, religiosity, and thinking that because they go to church, because they participate in church, because they got baptized, because they were confirmed, because they uh, were Christian, because they gave a certain amount of money to the church that they're saved, because they walked down an aisle and sat in a chair when the preacher said the doors of the church are open when in reality, Lord, you opened the church doors and they have been permanently open since you died for our sins was buried and rose on the third day. So that people can get saved at any time, anywhere, and not necessarily in a church building. So Holy Father God, Thank you for showing me a long time ago, a long time ago, that my wife, who claimed to have been saved, I would have never married her if she, uh, if I knew she was not saved. But being a big-hearted evangelist, 
uh, once people tell me they believed in you and they got saved, I believe it. Because I do know how simple it is to get saved. Uh, but I found out quickly that my wife was not saved. And I've been praying for her salvation. And even tried to lead her to you right after our first child, Danielle, uh, Daniela was born. And uh, Danny was born. Uh, and I remember that <coughs> very well. And she didn't want to. In her pride, she wanted to hold on to what she did down in Jamaica, Lawn. And so I pray that you would open her blinded eyes and stop her deaf ears after years of praying for her privately. Thank you for the liberty to pray for her uh, openly in light of the things that she has admitted and confessed herself publicly uh, for the whole world to read. That is the reason why she has not been the good, as she has confessed, the good woman, the good wife, and good mother she should have been. That is the reason why she refused to tell her children, I love you. She refused to hug her children because she's not saved. No saved woman would do that. And so, Holy Father God, I pray <coughs> that you would open her blinded eyes, help her to humble herself down, lay aside her pride, stop holding on to something that did not happen, and embrace you, believe in you, and devote her life to you the rest of the way, being born again, for she will find the Christian life Yes, still difficult, but easier when uh, she has your presence in her, the power of your Holy Spirit. For even to this day, she acts one way around other people, but behind the scene, scenes, she acts a different way. <coughs> uh, I thank you for the fact that she's here helping in the ministry, as she has done down through the years. Uh, but uh, she changes when the services, before the services start and afterwards. This is just the reality. And I know that there are many other people in families and in churches who do the same thing. Uh, and so I am not only praying for my wife, I'm praying for the thousands and millions who are religious but lost, who are hypocrites, phonies, and fakes. They act like the Adams family at home and in the car on the way to church and then act like the Brady Bunch at church. Uh, so Lord, thank you for pulling back the covers on this satanic and demonic foolishness. For people are going to hell wholesale from the pews. And I don't want to see that happen to my wife or anybody else. And I pray for not only my wife, but for her mother uh, her moth and her aunts, uh, who I believe are religious and lost as well, my mother and my two sisters, who I believe are religious but lost, and Lord, I pray for all of my children who are now being influenced by them, and uh, I do pray that you would help them to remember your word that was taught to them by me by your grace that they would not uh, 
get their manners corrupt by evil communications because they never had a mother and now they're seeking a mother through their grandmothers and aunts and some womanly love and fellowship uh, but I pray that you'll help them to stand on their own two feet and uh, follow you and be an influence for good instead of being influenced by evil and for evil. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias uh, out of the hearts and lives of uh, my wife, Marika White, and others in our family and drive the demons of hell out of them, rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, from them. Save their souls and help them to be a godly, biblical, faithful, virtuous people. And to do your will. And uh, to not do things that will end up destroying their lives. I pray this same prayer for thousands and millions of families across this country and around the globe and churches. Uh, for Lord, uh, we must know now and we must agree that we have been wrong in the church for many years as we are facing uh, unprecedented chastisement and rebuke uh, in our modern times because of our evil. You have been very gracious to us, very good to us, very loving to us, very merciful to us, and long-suffering. But Lord, at the same time, I thank you for bringing down your chastisement and rebuke upon us. And so many thousands and millions have died in the church because they never thought that you would hold them accountable for taking communion unworthily. And uh, I thank you for leading me to predict it for over 10 years, over 12 years now. And now as we're into our third year and things are ramping up and getting worse. Uh, and Lord, I pray that you would continue to apply the chastisement, the re rebuke, the judgment, and the pressure. And do whatever you see fit to help us in your church to humble ourselves, pray, seek your face, and turn from our wicked ways and reveal the hypocrites, the tares, the terrorists, and the phonies in the church. And, and you have revealed, Lord, as you led me to predict before the plague even happened, over 50% of the pastors were nothing but charlatans and hirelings, for they have all quit. And Lord, I say with Kenny Rogers, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Uh, the time for a preacher to quit is not in the midst of a situation like this. But over 50% and more have quit and want to quit. And no God-called preacher would ever quit on you. Holy Father God, nor you, Jesus Christ, our Savior. We all know that. So, Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, the irreligious, and the religious, the revival of the saved, the healing of the sick, 
the comfort of the grieving and the mourning. And Holy Father God, we pray that you would draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, we pray that you'll grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Gospel this morning. And then, Lord, grant me your strength and healing regarding this tooth issue uh, so that I can preach tonight as well. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, lead us, guide us, and direct us throughout this morning, afternoon, and evening. Order our steps and direct our ways. I thank you, Lord, for the help of all of my children in the ministry down through the years, and uh, particularly my youngest three today. And uh, thank you so much for my older children uh, supporting in other ways, uh, in a big time way, especially throughout the plague, uh, financially in the multiplied thousands of dollars to help in the ministry that they grew up in. Uh, so Lord, I thank you so much for that. And so Holy Father God, I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for that. Bless their lives for that if they stay in the straight and narrow way. And so Holy Father God, we also pray for all other uh, people who name the name of Christ to uh, have their children to do the same. And so, Holy Father God, we pray that you would lift for those of us who are saved our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits. We cast all care, Lord, upon you, for Lord, we know that you care for us. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that, uh, Lord, you would help us to truly, as your children, confess our sins, repent of our sins, turn from our sins and do right by you and stay on the straight and narrow, narrow way and be obedient to you. And Holy Father God, I pray uh, that you would deliver us by your grace and your strength from all distresses and afflictions cares and worries and anxieties and troubles and problems and fears and deliver us from all tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions as you see fit. At the same time, Lord, we thank you for these things, for you always get good out of them for our good, for all things work together for our good. And uh, I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. And Holy Father God, I also pray for all of your people that you deliver us from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, uh, student loan debt, student progress problems. And then, Lord, for the whole world, we pray that you'll protect in, while you are dealing with us. And I thank you for that. Protect people, Lord, 
as you have done from a housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, utility crisis, because everything has gone up like never before in the history of this country. And it's, it's going up out of control. People, are, uh, people will start losing their houses and cars and uh, rents are going up high. Uh, many people are pulling out of buying houses now because they did not realize that while the plague was going on, the government and the banks were pretty much giving loans away and giving houses away and, and uh, trying to get people to keep the economy going. Uh, credit meant nothing. In fact, you could boost your own credit which we have never uh, seen before. Uh, that's not the case now because it was done to bamboozle people, to fool people, and to put people into debt that's going to uh, get higher and higher as time goes on. So Lord, I pray that I pray for all people who have been tricked into this, that they will get out of it now, sell the houses, sell the cars, give it back and get into something that they can buy that they can call their own that nobody can take away from them and so holy father god i pray in the name of the lord jesus christ at the same time help people get jobs at home whether they want to or not because in most cases they will get sick and many of them will die and so, Holy Father God, we pray uh, that you would protect my family and all other families that name the name of Christ and all other people. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. <clears throat> Place upon us today the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow. And, Lord, prepare us to fly away either through death or through the rapture. Let your will be done and not ours. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For we pray it in his name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, wild men and women, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, in your hearing. You say, Preacher, don't you know that just reading the Bible with no comment would be boring to us and uh, 
not entertaining to us? And don't you know that according to certain polls, many people do not believe the Bible is true? Yes, I know all of that. And the devil is a lie. Let God be true and every man a liar. Every last one of you, those of you who are saying that, every last one of you are a liar. If I have to stand by myself on the word of God, I'll do that. You will never convince me that the Bible is not the word of God and that is not true. And it is not boring, far from it. That's why I say what I say to you every day. I have the honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure in reading the Word of God to you. And I mean that. I said it a long time ago and I meant it then and I mean it now. I wouldn't do this if God had not told me to do it and if I did not believe that. I believe that you can cut the Bible anywhere and read it and get a blessing. If you're saved, you can see the Word of God on a church billboard and it will do something in your soul. Just a verse. I mean your spirit. That's how powerful, how cutting the Word of God is. Proverbs. So I stand on the Word of God. I stand on the promises. While some of you just stand on the premises. <laughs> With your crazy talk. Proverbs 12, 1 through 10. Whoso loveth instruction, loveth knowledge. But he that hateth reproof is brutish. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh a shame is as rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are right. My, my wife is here, Marika White, uh, helping me with the uh, things that I have to read, the script, if you will. And whenever there's a verse that brings conviction upon her, she, she messes that verse up. She tries to go by real fast. Go back to that verse uh, regarding the wife, the woman. Verse 4. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. The second half of that verse Last time she ran through it real fast so as she didn't think I would read it, but I can remember it. I remembered it. And some of you right now, you don't like that, do you? But I, uh, it's the truth. 
and you need to hear it too if you don't like it including you you weak effeminate husbands you make me so sick with that foolishness you 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 take up the side of the uh, woman every time against men because you're trying so hard to be accepted by her and she's not even going to want you if you keep on doing that sir she married a man she wants you to remain a man no matter what she does well I just don't I just don't like I don't I just don't like for her to act all crazy and then you know trying to hinder me and this that and the other and won't let me have sex with her sir you need to be what God made you to be regardless of what she is as I've said before here's the uh, boardwalk that, that wooden part at some beaches and lakes and it stays the same the man needs to stay the same she may change like the waves of the sea but she got to hit up against that boardwalk or that whatever you call that that shore okay your wife wants you to be the same she does not want you contrary to what you think to lose your joy and your cheerfulness and your ability to laugh and make her laugh see you know why the church loves Jesus he's the same yesterday today and forever you can't you can't be like all like this right here with her don't get mad at me she's that, women don't respond to this well they may be this way you can't be this way you got to be this way say it up the same yesterday today and forever okay so stop trying to appease her sir stop agreeing with her when you know she's wrong anyway the thoughts of the righteous are right but the counsels of the wicked are deceit the words of the wicked are to lie in wait for blood but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them the wicked are overthrown and are not but the house of the righteous shall stand a man shall be commended according to his wisdom but he that is of a perverse heart shall be despised he that is despised and hath a servant is better than he that honoreth himself and lacketh bread a righteous man regardeth the life of his beast but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel shall we pray holy father god we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ I praise you and I thank you for your holy word Lord help us by the power of your Holy Spirit by the power of the unction of your Holy Spirit to understand your holy word to 
comprehend your holy word, to obey your holy word, and to live out your holy word, to apply it to our lives, to share it with others, and to be uh, rather, and to preach your holy word and to preach your holy gospel so that others may come to know your Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 592. And today we're at John 1615. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. There are times when all the promises and doctrines of the Bible are of no avail unless a gracious hand shall apply them to us. Pardon me. By the way, this is why we thank God for Charles Haddon Spurgeon. We are thirsty, but too faint to crawl to the water brook when a soldier is wounded in battle. It is of little use for him to know that there are those at the hospital who can bind up his wounds and medicines there to ease all the pain which he now suffers. What he needs is to be carried thither and to have the remedies applied. It is thus with our souls and to meet this need there is one even the spirit of truth who takes of the things of Jesus and of God and applies them to us. Think not that Christ hath placed his joys on heavenly shelves, that we may climb up to them for ourselves, but he draws near and sheds his peace abroad in our hearts, yea, his love as well. If I may add that to Spurgeon, O Christian, If thou art today laboring under deep distresses, thy Father does not give thee promises and then leave thee to draw them up from the word like buckets from a well. 
but the promises he has written in the word he will write anew on your heart and in your spirit and in your mind. He will manifest his love to you and by his blessed spirit dispel your cares and troubles. Be it known unto thee, O mourner, that it is God's prerogative to wipe every tear from the eye of his people. The good Samaritan did not say, here is the wine and here is the oil for you. He actually poured in the oil and the wine. So Jesus not only gives you the sweet wine of the promise, but holds the golden chalice to your lips and pours the lifeblood into your mouth. The poor, sick, wayworn pilgrim is not merely strengthened to walk, but he is born on eagle's wings to run in the fly. Oh, the glorious gospel, which provides everything for the helpless, which draws nigh to us when we cannot reach after it, brings us grace before we seek for grace. Here is as much glory in the giving as in the gift. Happy people who have the Holy Ghost, yea, who have Jesus and the Holy Ghost to bring Jesus to them. Glory be to God, shall we pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you for your grace. We thank you that, Lord, we don't have to uh, go and get the help. We, can, we, we get help from you when we need it most. For sometimes, Lord, we are in a bad way, and we need for you to come and fix the situation in our lives. And we thank you for doing that so many times. Thank you for doing it now. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. <clears throat> now, ladies and gentlemen, we move over to the family segment, uh, to what I have dubbed the family verses. And we're on the last day of God dealing with the husband, God commanding the husband. As I said yesterday, uh, oh yes, we expect husbands to love their wives, but thank God, God gave a commandment about it in the New Testament. Okay? So if you don't do it, you're disobeying God. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 32. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. And as I have told you, love may not always look like love, but it is love. Love is going to look different if your wife is a virtuous, holy, godly, truthful, honest, obedient, submissive wife than it is going to look like with a wife who is not virtuous, not obedient, not submissive, and not a true helpmeet, but it is still love. Sometimes, in the words of Dr. 
James Dobson, love must be tough. And this goes across the board, not only for uh, husbands loving wives, but parents loving children, and siblings loving, loving siblings, and uh, Christians loving other people. Even if you're going to help somebody, it's good to go ahead and buy the hamburger and uh, 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 some french fries for the homeless man. But if you really want to help him, you, you get, you'll get him saved and, and bring him to your church and get him cleaned up and provide a place for him to stay and try to get him a job. That's love too. Maybe tough, but that's love too. And they need to pray and read the Bible. They need, you know, and and that's how you really want to help. That's that's how you really help people. So, <clears throat> uh, husbands love your wives, but you probably can't love her the way some theologian, some evangelical, sweet evangelical theologian, wrote about it in his book using his little keys and his little tricks that he played on his wife. Your wife, your wife may not respond to that. Uh, by the way, there are women who can't stand flowers. They don't want the last thing on earth they want you to bring them a bunch of flowers that she can't do anything with. She can't even eat the flowers. Okay? You need to do you under God and do it God's way in the way that God made you and made her. I'm here to tell you that one of the most beautiful pictures in the world is when a husband loves his wife who is disobedient by telling her to shut up when she's running off at the mouth and causing confusion in the family. That's, that's a loving thing too. I know you're not going to hear that from the sweet evangelicals, but that's their little, you know, uh, they got their little tricks. And so when you have a disobedient wife, a rebellious wife who likes to keep up mess, uh, it's a loving thing for a husband to cut the mess out so that the children can have peace and quiet so they can make progress and do the things they need to do. <clears throat> and all I'm saying to you is that's love too, sure. Telling your wife to shut up? To me that's suicide. No, it's not suicide, man. She wants you to step up and, and stop her craziness deep down on the inside because she's wired that way. And if you're man enough, oftentimes you got women in this country, they're trying to see whether or not you're man enough to, to handle the situation. It's sad, but true. I know you don't want that, but that's the way it is. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. I dealt with that yesterday. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle in, or any such thing, but that it should be 
holy and without blemish. Jesus, as our husband, husband as the husband to the church, is committed to the church with all of her sin and foolishness. Thank God for the faithful few. You may not think so, but Jesus still loves the church, but he's whipping the church right now. He's rebuking and chastising the church right now. Anybody who has any spiritual sense knows that. Because we all should know that we've been wrong in the church with all of this damnable foolishness of the prosperity gospel swinging in the church. Homosexuals in the pulpit and in the choir and in the pews and pastors allowing homosexuals to be members of the church. You know what happened to the song? It happened because they were not strong and clear as I told them to be back yonder when it happened when Lentz let homosexuals into the church membership. It wasn't the homosexuals fault. In fact, the homosexual he led into the church, he said afterwards, listen, we get it. If you don't want us there, tell us up front. Don't let us get in and then you got to kick us out. That's what the homosexual said. That's what the homosexuals that they had to kick, they had to get out of the choir, but they let them stay in a position where they could run the choir still, you know, and counsel the choir, some kind of mess. And that's how Hillsong fell down to the ground because they were not clear. They, you know, listen, just like an adulterer, an adulteress, a fornicator, a fornicatress <laughs> cannot be a member of the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ on the local level. And you were not supposed to have divorced and remarried people as members of the church. And the homosexuals know that. That's why they double dog dare you to put them out. Because they're going to sue the pants off of you. And the dress off of you too. And they got information about you as a pastor. As, a, as an adulterer. And a secret homosexual yourself. So they, they double dog dare you. Because if, if you do that, they're going to put you on YouTube. That's worse than jail. There's a thousand different homosexual men and women out there who, in their words, are going to spill the tea on you. And then, so they double down down you to say anything about the homosexuals. You'll be shocked how many preachers have paid these people on YouTube, not to mention their name. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of church money. So they got you. And so with all of this evil and foolishness in the church, deep evil and foolishness, God, Jesus Christ, who said in the book of Revelation, those I love, I rebuke and chasten. You represent me. I'm rebuking and chastising you. And it won't go away. Because see, the thing about God and Jesus, you don't want to, as the old saints used to tell you, you don't want to get God started. Because see, it takes a long time for God to get started. You hear me? It takes a lot, really, for God to get started. But once he gets started on you, it's going to be a while. Huh? 
Look at me real good. I don't care if you like it or not. It's going to be a while. You might as well get on, get right with God as quickly as you can and agree with God. Some of you, you know what some of you all are doing? You're trying to wait God out so you can get back with Sylvia and get back with Bo Peep and get back on Ashley Madison. Yeah, we, everything will be back to normal. I'll see you soon. No, you won't either. You know why? Because because God knows that's the kind of heart you have. You're trying to wait him out and wear him down and, and see whether or not he's going to stop all of this. Chastisement and rebuke. He's not. He's already killed millions in the church. You think he's playing? He'll kill you too. You think God is playing? Look at me real good. Don't bow your head yet. We're not, it's not time to pray. We're going to pray in a minute. He's a great husband because he, he does not tolerate foolishness. He's very loving and very long-suffering and very patient and will give you space to repent on your own and judge yourself. But if you don't judge yourself and you don't repent on your own, then he's going to have to judge you. See? And I wanted to say also, some of your husbands, that's why I mentioned Jesus is committed to the church. There's no, not going to be a divorce. There may be chastisement and rebuke and broken fellowship like it is right now. And that's right. Sir, let your wife know that you're not pleased with what she said or what she did. She says something disrespectful to you. You tell her. Then. Don't wait. Don't wait till you get a gun or a knife. And you try to kill her. Like so many of you people do. You let stuff build up and fester. And build up and fester. Before you know it. You're in the newspaper. For attempting to kill your wife. And kill yourself. And all this demonic foolishness. No, no, no. You tell her from Jump Street. You do not address me that way. You do not uh, disrespect me that way and talk to me that way. But see, she's going to get your goat by disrespecting you. And she knows it. You're going to get her goat if you don't love her. Even enough to tell her the truth. I don't know how you people don't understand that telling people the truth is love. You don't have love if you're lying to each other. There's no love there. There's no love there, man. Stop all of that lying and letting stuff go. That stuff builds up and grows and festers. That's why you get a divorce. Now, that's why I brought up that Jesus Christ is committed to the church. There's not going to be a divorce. It's going to be all marriage. And he's going to break us, make us, and mold us to be what we should be as his bride. The problem with you is... So many of you men, you don't do your job as a husband where you got to weed out stuff and garden down and dig up and, and, and dig up stuff and deal with stuff. And, 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 and so you don't want to do your job, number one. Number two, you don't want to stay with her long enough to see her become more of a blessing and help to you as a wife. And that takes work. 
and time. Okay? Work and time. You see, I, I'm just sick and tired of having to tell her what to do and this and that and other. Who told you to get sick and who told you to get tired? God didn't. Uh, I didn't tell you that. Don't get sick and tired. You, you just pray without ceasing. Lead her in prayer. And when she snaps at you, you rebuke it. You stop it. You say, no, don't do that. You don't have to get angry about it, but you deal with it. Then, not later. But some of you don't wait long enough, don't work hard enough to uh, see her turn out to be a better person. Because both of you are growing, by the way. As Creflo Dollar said the other day, he said, very humbly, people, I'm still growing. That was his preface to some very serious changes that he's trying to make in his teaching and preaching. And I applaud him for doing that. I think uh, something God is doing something in his heart for him to say what he said. Most preachers wouldn't do that to save their lives. And now, my wife and I, by the grace of God, we have not had a, a wonderful marriage on her side of the fence. I've enjoyed my marriage because I've gotten everything I wanted out of my marriage. I've been happy every day. Because I've been large and in charge, and I'm not going to let her have her way. I've never let my wife have her way. Never, never, never. Okay, and when she did something wrong, I corrected her. And if I had to, if she did it wrong in front of the children, I corrected her in front of the children. Because don't, don't, don't you ever think you're going to do that and get away with it. I don't care if it does not go along with your sweet evangelical foolishness. I can care less. I am not going to have a hell in my home from a woman who's supposed to be helping me and my children. And she's not doing either. Mm-mm. Making the spaghetti so that she puts the sauce in, in the bottom corner and give everybody, give her children, and try to give me, and did give me a few times before I caught on what she was doing, and, and, and giving us our spaghetti, and it look, it's looking white with no sauce on it, and then she gets, she gets hers last, and she scoops all the sauce on hers. I said, the devil is a lie. I stopped her on that foolishness. And I know some of you are laughing right now, but I, I cut that out. Stealing sauce. <laughs> Stealing spaghetti sauce from her husband and her children. I said, the devil is a lie, you devil. I'm not going to let you do that. Yes, even small things like that. I dealt with it. Now, She's not really where she should be now. However, my wife and I are experiencing what they call the emptiness, which I don't believe in uh, the uh, emptiness syndrome, because if you have Jesus, there's no emptiness, man, nowhere. If, you, if, you, if you're saved and you have Jesus 
as your Lord and Savior, and He's with you. Even if you're by yourself, there's no emptiness. Now maybe I'm saying that also because I'm a very introverted person and I really don't need a whole lot of uh, people around me uh, to make me happy. Okay, I've enjoyed, my children used to call me the father and the mother. I was the life of the party. I mean, we, we partied hard and we had a great time. And we served God hard as well. My children and I, we, so I, I don't take anything for that journey. I mean, it was a great journey, a great blessing. Uh, even one of my worst children said, this has been a great journey. Yes, she did. My, uh, one of my daughters said, this has been a great journey. God has really blessed us. And so, uh, I've enjoyed my marriage, I've enjoyed my family life. I would not want life without a family. It's been a blessing and a whole lot of fun, a whole lot of great food by faith in God and by His grace. Uh, But I tell you what. I thank God I stayed with my wife. Like any other man in the flesh, I, I wish I could have. At, at, I mean, I wish I had, at times I thought about uh, getting me a younger, happier, more cheerful wife, and more submissive wife, uh, all of that. And that's why I'm hard on men who do that. Because we all could do that. You're not doing anything. But here's what I am glad about. And I'm glad I have dealt with her the way I've dealt with her. Because, down through the years, because now that the children are gone, I would rather have it so that I am with their mother even though she's been a bad mother, than without being with their mother, if you understand what I'm saying. I, 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 by the grace of God, we're doing what my dad and mom did. Terrible marriage they had, but they stayed together until death did them part, probably because they came, they both came from broken families. And we both came from hell, whole families. That was not, it was not done biblically. Uh, and I told my wife before we got married, now we're going to do it according to Ephesians chapter 5 and 6. We're going to do it the Bible way or no way. Are you with that? She said yes at the time before I trained her to say yes, sir. She's been saying yes, sir, ever since. And some of you women are saying, what? I can't believe it. That's right. I'm pretty glad I, I can call my husband Junebug and oh yeah, well, that's good. But you wouldn't call me no Junebug. I'm so glad I'm not married to you. The feelings are mutual, baby. Cause you're not gonna call me no Junebug or Skeeter or Mosquito or whatever. 
Dr. John McNeil Jr., I still love you. And I love your wife as well. But you know she was wrong when she did that. I don't want to get into it. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pray for all families, families that don't know Christ, families that do, and let's pray for all other people as well. You pray as I pray, but don't just sit there and listen to me pray. Holy Father God in heaven, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for the salvation of families that don't know you as Savior. I pray for the revival of those that do. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would drive them to your Holy Word so that they can have peace in their marriage and in their family. And to practice tough love if necessary. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of those who don't know your Savior around the world. We pray, Lord, for the revival of those who do know you. We pray that you would heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning. And draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation uh, uh, rather we pray Lord for the salvation of all government ministers uh, who are lost we pray for the revival of those who are saved we pray that you will cast the demons of hell out of those who have that problem truly lead them and guide them and direct them in the way that you would have them to go that we may lead peaceful and quiet lives <coughs> And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ. That you would, Lord, help us to confess our sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. For we have failed you and this nation and the world. For Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us of our sins. And somehow by your grace, Lord, help us to repent of our sins. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray that you would help us all who name the name of Christ to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent 
of our sins and to get back to you our first love. And Lord, we pray also that you would protect all of your Christian people in Nigeria and around the world from persecutors and for persecution for their faith. And uh, Lord, be with us all during these difficult days. And Holy Father God, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Help pastors, Lord, who are truly saved, revive them again. And help them to pray around the clock for their cities and for their nation. And Holy Father God, I do pray Uh, also, Lord, for the millions of people, again, uh, who are hurting around the world from the coronavirus plague and other plagues now, the millions of people who are hurting from the results of the plague, inflation, high gas prices, high rents, mortgages going up, taxes going up, uh, car payments being high and can't even get a car in some cases. Uh, Lord, we pray that uh, uh, you would comfort all of these people, draw them to yourself for salvation. And we pray not only for the millions who are hurting, but we pray, Lord, for a few, for the few by name as well. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Alabama resident Jake Zachary Antonio, we pray for the family and friends of Illinois resident X. We pray for Zachary Rodriguez, for the family and friends of Michigan resident Chris Daniel Owens. We pray for the family and friends of Indiana resident Sarah Pearl Thomas. We pray for the family and friends of DC resident Gary Maurice Sykes. And we pray now, Lord, for all of the prayer requests and all of the people who have ever sent in prayer requests down through the years. We pray for the few that we have today. And Lord, we thank you for uh, uh, my daughter Danielle uh, changing the list out and adding to the list. And we pray, Lord, for all of these people. We pray for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. <coughs> we pray your blessings upon all of your missionaries who are serving faithfully to you, serving you faithfully. And Lord, we pray uh, that you will help all of these people to continue in prayer and help us to continue to pray with them and hear and answer our prayers and continue to bless us as you have down through the years. And we pray for a few by name. We pray for Nita, for her tonsil surgery to be a success, work a miracle and heal her tonsils. We grow her bone and gum tissue, heal her of kidney cysts, infections, and diverticulitis in her intestines. And heal all other problems and pain in her body protect Nita and everyone else from the coronavirus plague and any other illnesses and have the coronavirus to lead 
to countless salvations all over the world. We pray, Lord, for Tammy. Please deliver her daughter from drugs. Please bless Tammy with a good auto accident settlement and heal and vindicate her from the abuse she has suffered. For Jonathan to be uncomfortable in sin and turn to Jesus Christ for his soul's salvation. For you to break through the evil that is inside him. Lead him to your truth and true repentance. And help him come to the end of himself. We pray, Lord, for Tammy, that she would come to the end of herself as well. And that she would be uh, the woman, the wife, and the mother that she should be. We pray also, Lord, for Linda. Please watch over Jason and Patrick as they work in the medical field. Protect them from the coronavirus and from monkeypox and everything else that is out there today. And Lord, we pray now for the people who have believed in you, Lord Jesus Christ, by hearing the gospel from this pulpit. Uh, we pray for the thousands and we pray for these few by name, David, Kevin, Samuel, Nancy, and Lady. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. We also pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you. Arielana, Douglas, Curtis, Gary, Remy. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. And for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend, if you do not know Jesus Christ in the free pardon of your sins. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today. And the Bible says, Thou, you, shall be saved. And Jesus Christ spoke the most loving, most wonderful, and most important words ever said in the history of mankind when he said one night, talking to Nicodemus, a crusade of one for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There you have it from the mouth of Jesus Christ. He told you exactly what to do to get saved. He wants you to understand that you are a sinner and you can't save yourself from the punishment of your sin called hell. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says also that the wages of sin is death. We're going to die, every last one of us, we don't think so many of us, but we're going to die. We're going to die because of our sinful nature and our sinful choices. So in case you didn't know, you don't die because of a disease. You don't die because of cancer. You don't die because of a car crash. You don't die because of the coronavirus. That's just a means, that's just the means of your death. You, the underlying reason why we all die is because of our sinful nature and our sinful choices. We are sinners by nature, making us sin factories. 
we are depraved and wicked and evil. No, no matter how educated we are, no matter how much of a church member we are, no matter how many times we got baptized, no matter how many tongues we spoke, no matter how many times we shouted and ran around the church, and no matter how many times we were confirmed or Christianed, we are lost sinners, wicked, evil, and ungodly sinners that have, that have disobeyed God's Ten Commandments. We have lied before, we have stolen things before, we have lusted after people and things before, coveted after people and things before, we have broken the commandments of God, we have dishonored and disobeyed our parents, we have uh, dishonored God himself by taking his name in vain. And God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die because of your sins and leave this beautiful bluish, whitish, greenish earth hanging on nothing but his power and his word, he will allow you to go to hell to pay for your sins if you do not believe in his son, Jesus Christ. You need to understand that Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, that is, in heaven, but by me. <clears throat> so if you die not believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to hell. Now here's what Jesus Christ said regarding hell in one of his most famous sermons on hell. And by the way, Jesus Christ preached more on hell, the burning hell, where the fire shall never be extinguished than all of the prophets in the Bible and all of the apostles in the Bible. He said in Matthew 18, 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, that means causes you to sin, because when you sin, you sin against God and you sin against yourself. In fact, God hates your sin more because you are sinning against yourself than him. Because he made you and he wants the best for you. Nobody loves you like God. So when you do ugly things and evil things to hurt yourself and offend yourself, it offends him. And so Jesus Christ says, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt. That's with a cut off hand or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Everlasting fire. And in another passage he said, where the fire is not quenched. He said it three times. So my dear friends, if I were you, I would not want to go to hell. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Do what Jesus Christ told you. Believe in him. Believe in him that he suffered 
He bled and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on his name. Pray and ask him to save your soul and he'll save you. If you believe in your heart, he died for your sins. He paid your sin debt, was buried, and rose on the third day. John the Baptist said he is the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Believe in him. Trust in him. Have faith in him. Depend upon him to save you. And believe me when I tell you, if he can save me, a man uh, as wicked as the devil, a man who hated the church and hated his dad, who was a preacher, with a passion. I used to curse and swear to my friends I would never be a preacher. And now I, I have been preaching now for over 43 years, I think it is. <clears throat> so if God can save me, my dear friend, God can save you. So follow me in prayer, repeat after me phrase by phrase, and believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't believe in me. Don't believe in what I tell you. Believe what Jesus told you. For God so loved the world, that means that God loves you. You're in the world, aren't you? He, he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave up his only begotten Son. Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That means perish in hell but have everlasting life. Pray and ask him to save your soul today. Believing in him and his gospel. Let's pray together. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. And God will save your soul today. <clears throat> Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner. I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have done evil in your sight repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of all of my sins. and to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. 
In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you, dear friend, that you are now saved from hell and you're saved on your way to heaven. Now, to help you grow in the faith and to become the strong Christian disciple that God wants you to be in your newfound faith in Christ, go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior uh, today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and be the strong Christian disciple that God wants you to be and we want to rejoice with you as well. If you have a prayer request, please send that in as well and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. The Lord Tarras is coming and we live. I'll be back tonight uh, around 7 Eastern, 6 Central. If the Lord should tarry his coming and we live and, every, and the creek don't rise and everything goes uh, smoothly and well. And I hope to wrap up a special series that we started uh, some days ago. And I don't think you will want to miss it. So invite family members, friends, foes, people you know who need to be saved. If you have somebody in the hospital with the coronavirus, whether you think they can hear or not, they can get the iPad in there, get the nurse to go in there and give them their phone, iPad or whatever, and to pull up the URL, Gospelite Society, Gospelite House of Prayer, Daniel White the Third Facebook, BCNN1 or BlackChristianNews.com, uh, and on and on. BCNN1 uh, BC Facebook. We're on multiple places at the same time. By the grace of God. And so, dear friends, pray without ceasing throughout the remainder of this day. I don't care how you feel in your feelings or in your emotions, you pray without ceasing if you're a child of God. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. And Lord willing, we'll see you tonight. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for what you have done here this morning. Thank you for allowing us to be here. 
thank you, Lord, for my team, my family and team who stand with me. And uh, Lord, we pray that you will bless them for their sacrifices and their efforts. And Lord, we pray that you would give us your grace and your strength, your energy, and the power of your Holy Spirit in your mind to pray without ceasing throughout this day and to do your will and to obey your word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. I'll fly away.